0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still
1: seeing
0: it quite well through that haze. The fight equals MC.
1: 13. That all men are created equal.
0: <laughs> About the future
1: innovations. And growing strength in the air. We <laughs> can take care of this
0: world. Something's happening. Coming This is Finding Your Frequency. With your hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure, it's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ryan Treasure coming at you live right here in the Phoenix Studios at voiceamerica.com, the leader in live internet talk radio. And you're listening to Finding Your Frequency. I got to give a big shout out to Mister Jeff Spinard. Not joining us today; he's feeling a little bit under the weather. So uh, get well, buddy, and uh, we'll we'll kick it hard next week right here on Finding Your Frequency Fridays and. Uh, Uh, Like I say, every week, guys, it's Friday. I love Fridays. I love Finding Your Frequency because we got some fantastic guests and people just coming through the studio on a weekly basis talking about some fantastic items, some great businesses, entrepreneurs, uh, and authors. And big shout out to uh, our, our show that's going to be coming out on Monday. Listen to that. It's all about um, how how some of the the ladies in leadership are really stepping up their game lately. And I think that'll be great for you guys to listen to and see how uh, some of that's coming along. And today we got a great show for you. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit uh, about business and entrepreneurship, uh, family business, small business, uh, and and none other than uh, talking to our, our guest today, Justin Ellenberg. Uh, Justin is a, a military veteran who went into the military after high school uh, and then attended basic training at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, and then after completing basic training, he went on to Wichita Falls, Texas uh, for general electric training in avionics, specializing in attack systems. Uh, and Justin has spent six months there uh, before being placed for assignment in Italy, uh, what a what a great place to be assigned! And uh, during the Yugoslavian conflict, uh, after his stay in Italy, he moved back to the states uh, uh, to Hill Air Force Base in Utah, uh, and then leaving the military in 2001 to attend Arizona State University. Forks up, right? Forks up. <laughs> uh, sure. So Justin, thank you, welcome to the show man Thank you, thank you for having
1: me, excited to be here It's a a fun time and a short drive for me actually, so it's kind of cool You think the Sun Devils are going to win this week? Uh, you don't know. You never know. It's uh, it's <laughs> sports, and I'm not a betting man, so I'm not going to bet on it. <laughs> so
2: um, going to ASU, you probably follow the program a little bit. What's your thoughts on Herm Edwards and him taking over the football program?
1: I'm uh, I'm not that big of a sports guy, so okay. I couldn't really tell you. So um, it's uh, – it's fun to watch the games. It's yeah. fun to go there and see them and live in person. But on TV, I'm kind of <laughs> just like, eh, I, I'm going to go do something
2: else. <laughs> yeah, I used to sit in that stadium and watch the Cardinals play when they first came at ASU Stadium. And uh, I remember my dad and I going, and we were just sitting out because when you sit at one of the games, one side of the stadium is in the shade and the other one is in the sun. And, of course, our tickets were always the ones in the sun. And then back then, the, the seats were just concrete blocks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's probably why they call them the Sun Devils. Yeah. My <laughs> <laughs> My booty got hot. <laughs> yeah, 115 is
2: when they usually plan the games, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, Justin, you know, uh, finding your frequency is is all about, you know, how people found their frequency in life and in business and decided to, you know, take a leap of faith, jump out of the nine to five, not follow the norm and go and do something on their own. And I know uh, ever since you've gotten out of the military, you've uh, you've worked on creating businesses as a serial entrepreneur. Uh, you've launched four, working on a fifth. Tell us the story about how all that began, starting from getting out of the military. Uh, how did you find your frequency?
1: Well, getting, you know, being in the military, I got out early. I was, uh, I, I found out that I could get out a few months early, and I was like, oh, sweet, I'm gonna do that. And they, <laughs> they let you out to go to college, so I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go to college. And then I found out that ASU was one of the top party schools. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm moving. To, I'm originally from California, so I moved to Arizona. And I, I came and slept on. I knew one guy here, and I was like, hey, can I sleep on your couch for a week while I find a place to live? And, uh, you know, that's kind of where it went. It went from that to, okay, find a place to live. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to go to school uh, get an education, so I started figuring that out. As I was going to school, I was like, wow, I guess I need to make money. <laughs> so I, just, I started to kind of look for a job because, you know, when you're broke and you get out of the military, they, they give you a teeny bit of money to, to move on, and then they're like, see you later. And then back then, that was pretty <laughs> much all they did. So um, there was a cool organization called Orion International that uh, did some interviews and stuff. And then I actually got hired at Intel, um, the big giant manufacturer. I was a contractor for a company that subcontracted, subcontracted me out to intel but i was looking around at intel and i was kind of like these dudes are like old and i mean i'm old now i'm 42 so but back then i was like in my 20s and i'm looking around and these guys are like 40 years old doing the same thing that i was doing and i'm like i don't want to be here in 20 years so at that point in time, I realized, like, I got to do something else. I just started studying. I started doing different stuff. I ended up starting a computer repair company and running to old people's houses and fixing computers for them. And it was kind of surprising. I didn't really know that much about computers, but I knew how to solve problems. So it kind of grew. I hired a few employees. And and from there, I sold that company. I bought commercial real estate. I got my ass handed to me in the real estate. 2008? Uh, 2003 was my first house. In 2007, I, I ended up with, I think it was like 19 homes. I had two foreclosures and uh, seven short sales. I sold all the properties except for my, I even sold my own house to, <laughs> to who is now my wife, but at the time wasn't. So, you know, I had my ups and downs, but during that time, it was kind of like learning lessons. I was kind of learning what I was good at and learning what i wasn't good at and so you know you kind of go with the flow there and and move along and and kind of learn i sucked at uh (laughs) some things and i was really good at the math portion and numbers and so that's how i kind of ended up becoming an entrepreneur and and from there i kind of built business after
2: business that's pretty cool man um I always like to hear a story where someone realizes, you know what, I'm not really that good at this. I got to go, you know, figure out something else to do. Um, or, or even on the successful side, right. When you're, when you're saying, Hey, I I was able to build a business to a, a specific point where I could sell it and then move on to do another business. And, um, Have you ever failed in business?
1: (laughs) If you haven't failed in business, you haven't really tried that hard. Like (laughs) a business is not an easy uh, thing to do and it's ever changing. So you kind of like you get a business started, it gets going, you kind of get this repetitive motion, you start making money, you invest some of it back in the business, you end up Taking some and taking vacations. Pretty soon, you're on vacation and something changes, and you're like, "Uh-oh, something you know happened," and the whole market. There was a paradigm shift, and what was working yesterday now isn't working, and so things start tanking significantly. I think out of um, I'm working on my fifth multi-million dollar business, and out of all of those, I've sold. Uh, two and probably the other two that have failed. And so now I'm on to, you know, my fifth one and I'm hoping yeah. it, it will be uh, a multimillion dollar success. But through those lessons, and I think, so I don't call them failures. And, uh, you know, even though no, they ended up, some of them ended up in bankruptcy, the other ones that, that succeed and you're, I call them learning lessons. If you fail, it's, if you only fail, if you quit, when you quit, you're done, if you learn from it, you're like, that's how I'm not supposed to do it. I think you know Thomas Edison is a great example.
2: You know, five thousand ways not to build a light bulb. Yeah, and I think too, a lot of times uh, you can't really truly value or really understand success if you haven't been at the bottom before either. You know, if you if you attain a level of what you feel is you know success in your business, which means maybe it's profitable or whatever, but you never really understand how good that feels if you've never been at the bottom side.
1: Yeah, I mean there's uh you know it's a big spectrum to have like you, you if a kid or a child grows up with everything, they don't know what it's like to have nothing. Mm-hmm. And if they never fall down, it's like a kid who doesn't scratch his knees on the cement doesn't know that it hurts to fall down. <laughs> so when you fall down, you're like, "Wow, that really hurt. I don't want to do that again." So the next time you get back up, you're like so it's, gonna the same do thing better. In, right, it's the same thing in business as it is when a kid learns from a very young age. Oh, wow. I shouldn't hit my head on the wall. That actually
2: hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. I, I always see some uh, parents of new children and they, they have this, some of them, not all of them. So I'm not talking to everyone out there. Okay. Uh, but a, <laughs> a lot of parents uh, will, will hold their child more than they should. And then wonder like after they're one years old, like, why isn't this kid walking yet? You know, like well, put the kid down on the ground and let him figure it out. You know, Uh, it's kind of the same way, right? In business, like you have to, you have to have a a little bit of freedom to be creative and kind of go in different directions and pivot uh, without being constrained or having a leash on you, right?
1: Absolutely. And you, you know, you push the limits. You learn where those are. If you don't push the limits, you kind of like don't know where that limit is. I I used to ride dirt bikes as, you know, for many, many years, and now I'm older. Why did I stop? <laughs> the pain probably. It's like, you know, like shoulder hurts, my toe like had to get fused together, oh, like yeah. you know, the pain really gets to you. It's kind of like the whole child example, right? <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, I well, I moved into UTVs, but but to the dirt bike example, I would always tell my friends and it's like, I was a pretty good writer, not to toot my own horn, but I was a pretty good writer, but the, I only became good because I would push myself to the point where I crashed. And then I knew what that <laughs> limit was. Okay, I can't do that. Like I'm not that good, so I shouldn't do that anymore. And that's the same thing in business. I, I, I mean, you push the limit and then you, you find out where it is. I've been sued, it sucks. <laughs> and, but you know, now you're like, okay, now I need to know, know how to prevent that. And now I know how. It's like, okay, you got to get an attorney before you push that limit. Ask them those questions. How far can I go with this before I get into
2: trouble? Yeah, I know. In 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 more aspects than than not, in my life, I'm kind of the person who I will uh, I'll go ahead and do something and then ask for forgiveness later. And a lot of times that doesn't really work so well. When you're a business owner, you've got to take. A couple of moments to think about your actions and reactions and how that's going to impact your customer base, how it's going to impact, uh, you know, your 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 employees and all of those things. And sometimes you can't ask for forgiveness. It's hard to go backwards in business sometimes,
1: especially with I think that's even more important these days with social media being out there like business owners can or people in general can kind of like put themselves out there on the internet, say something stupid, and now it's digital. And it can be repeated over and over and over again. So it's very important to think about what you're yeah. going to say, how it's going to affect people's lives, how are you going to bring value to their lives rather than destroying lives. And and that really... Uh, That's kind of like the core of me, and when I generate, like when I start a company, it's like, how am I going to create value in people's lives? And if I create value in their lives and I help people, that's the reason that you make money. It's not, you don't go out there and say, I'm going to go start a business and make money. You go out there, and, and as an entrepreneur, and it took a long time and a lot of lessons for me to learn this, it's not about, Making money. It's about creating value so that people give you their money because once you create the value the money just follows that
2: Yeah I go to a networking events and a lot of the networking people will say like, oh, you have to be of service first in order to create a customer base. And I've always kind of scratched my head a little bit to that thought. And I understand service. I was in the military. You were in the military. I know what service is. You do a lot of service for people, your customers, whatever. Um, and so service sometimes comes for free, right? When you, you may give service, but I, I've always racked my brain about that idea because at, at what point do you do service, but not so much that people are stepping on you and you're not able to actually sell something to someone? Where when do you when do you flip service into selling mode? Um, that's always kind of been a conundrum for me. Can you speak on that about how 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 does how does being of service create value, so then the money flows? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, you know, I created a, a product called Mobile Money Bandit. Um, I'm in the lead gen, one of my companies is a lead generation company. And I could go out there and charge, and I did go out there and charge to teach people how to make money or teach people how to do lead generation. But what I realized is this day and age, information is so, is like so out there and it's easy to get, right? And so if you can provide that service on uh, on a digital aspect over and over again, now you can sell whatever it is, your goods or whatever the product is. And so it's kind of a challenge because this, just this morning I did a uh, screen share with one of uh, you know a client who sells me traffic for lead generation, but I did it for free. I didn't charge them anything. I probably could have charged them a thousand dollars for the service. but when you help people, they see that you want to help them without actually just saying give me money and they are willing to do a lot more for you long term where do you draw the line and not just give away all of your hours well eventually you have to look at your days or your weeks or your next year and you have to say how am i going to provide value to many people and not just give away all my time or just charge for my time because really if you're charging
2: for time you're just a glor- it's a glorified job is really all it <laughs> is yeah and that's why i've always been Excited about uh, a, 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 an idea or a thought around what's called value-based pricing, because value-based pricing isn't about the hour, right? Um, I'll give you an example. If you're a CPA or a lawyer, you generally charge by the hour, and you say, "Hey, I'm going to do your taxes. Um, it's going to take me three hours to do your taxes. My billable hours are a hundred dollars an hour, or whatever it is. So now that's three hundred dollars." Well, I mean if you really think about it to the end user, to me, I don't really care how much time it takes you to do my taxes. I'd really just want the end result. So why do we have to talk about time? Just tell me what your value is and tell me you charge 300 bucks to do my taxes and let's call it a day. (laughs) Uh, And so I love that concept behind pricing for uh, professional services because, you know, it it gives your customer the ability to say, Hey, look, this is what you want to get done here. I can give you three options for pricing. We're not talking about hours. I'm talking about, I'm providing this service to you for what is the end result of what you, requesting as a customer. So here's option A, option B, and option C. You choose one.
1: Yeah, I I think it's, and that's, if you look at like H&R Block, when you're you're Mm -hmm. talking about taxes, now they say, you know, bring your taxes in, we'll do them for free. And and they do, as long as it's a simple form, they'll just do your taxes for free. They're probably making money on the refund that you're going to get, charging interest on that. Oh, they
2: turn around and say, oh, look, I know you're going to get a (laughs) $2,000 refund. So check it out. I'll give you uh, $1,893 right now. And you don't have to wait for your refund, and then they take their whole refund, so they make their money on the backside by giving a loan or whatever it is up front, so then you as a consumer don't have to wait for your tax refund. Absolutely.
1: And so their their gen funnel is that. <laughs> like It literally is, come in here, it's free, and it is free. They do offer yeah. the free service, but they've got so many upgrades. Oh, <laughs> you have deductions that I can apply here, but you're going to have to move into this other category. It's going to cost you $20, you know, $50, $100 for this other tax yeah, rec- you own a house, so right. we got to
2: go to the you know the <laughs> other
1: form. We've got to itemize, <laughs> but they do it in a way. It's like, okay, we could save you three thousand dollars, but it, <laughs> but it's going to cost you a hundred dollars for us to do this other form. Is that okay? Well, who's going to say no to that, right?
2: <laughs> I mean, a hundred, three thousand, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I know getting out of the military and getting back into civilian life. It's kind of challenging sometimes, you know. You 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 have a, you know, three and four o'clock in the morning wake up times on a seven day a week, you know, period for the most part, and you know not a whole lot of time off. And then you get out of the military, and standard life isn't as structured as that. Do you think that being in the military has helped you with your entrepreneurship to keep things more structured? I would say hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: it, it, the military really you know when you go in you kind of have this concept of how the world works and then they they kind of beat you down and they rebuild you <laughs> up and i'm i'm like so Uh, on time that Mm. I kind of like yell at my wife for not getting on time to the movies and seeing the uh, previews. She's like, there's previews for 20 minutes. Why do we have to be there early? I'm like, hurry up, the move, the time. And then we sit there in the previews. And and wait. And wait. And (laughs) and she's looking at me like, why do we have to be on time for this? (laughs) I don't know what it is. It's like an internal drive from the military. But, you know, going from being in and getting out, like when I went and slept on somebody's couch, I think that, you know, having a routine in the military caused me to really um, get off that couch every morning and and do something because I knew that like in the yeah, military you were like way you, less
2: complacent right <laughs> yeah you, you can't it's
1: hard to sit still like anybody that knows me knows that I can't sit still for very long and so I think that yeah I mean it might be ADD it might be whatever it is but it's like I don't sit I can't I actually tried to retire at like thirty three I think as was I was making <laughs> like thirty fifty thousand dollars a month. And I, I, I couldn't really move much more money than that at the time. And so I sat by, I sat at home, I think for like two months. Like I, I went, I tried to golf, I tried to do swim by the pool. I was so bored, like I was, like amazingly bored. I ended up starting another business because it's just like I needed something more to do than what it was that I was just doing. Which (laughs) is kind of where the mobile money bandit thing came in, is I I wanted to help people do what I was doing. Um, But getting out of the military, to answer your question, get out of the military. I think the military created that structure, and even um, because I was disabled, that was that was. It took me a year to actually like go through the whole you know, disability and get that approved and stuff. It was a lot of work and most people won't, Go through 400 pages of forms and to to fill all that out to to get that disability. But I'm kind of glad that I did. And I think the military taught me, you know, like to be persistent. Well, my mom also taught me a lot of that too. But it's like the squeak. She told me, squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? And yeah. so like I kept going and going and going. I got that. Then I got into Chapter 31 Voc Rehab, which is for people who have a disability. I got retrained. So when I left Intel, they were like. Oh, well, you want to be retrained? So I got to go back to school and continue all my schooling, and they paid for everything. It was uh, definitely a big benefit of being in the military. But I think what really um, the military taught me was go and keep going and keep pushing, and you've got to do things every day. You can't just be lazy. You can't just (laughs) sit behind your computer. Plus, you have to be social. you got to get out and and meet people
2: and and kind of like share whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, that's uh, called marketing. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> you know, it's funny you're talking about the time. Uh, I was at my mom's house this weekend, and uh, we go over there every weekend. She has a pool. I do not. So we go over there. to Well, and it's my mom. I'm going to go see mom. Uh, it's funny you brought that up. My mom's a, a so-driven person. She can't sit still. She's almost 70 years old, and she won't retire. She has to go to work every day. She, she owns her own business. Uh, she does hair still. Uh, and, and it's funny. I'm sitting on her patio, and I look up at the clock. I'm like, why is the clock fast, right? It's 15 minutes fast. And I'm like, Mom, why? I was like, this is messed up. This is throwing me off, throwing my whole day off because your (laughs) clock is 15 minutes fast. And she's like, well, I don't want to be late. And I'm like, well, don't be late. And, And I'm like... It really threw me off because I'm so on time. I also work in radio, which everything is timed out. And so, yeah, it was just an odd thing for me. Like I could not literally handle that clock being 15 minutes fast because it drove me nuts because I don't want to be 15 minutes early either.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I uh, depending on the time, I don't want to be early either because then yeah. you're just sitting there staring at walls, and that's then it plays into just sitting there again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's funny that you brought up the timing because I'm definitely the same way when it comes to that and then just made me laugh at that clock uh, looking at it asking my mom Sounds about like it. Sounds like our moms are very similar because mine can't sit still either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's always got 25 projects going on at any one given time. How do, speaking of family, um, how have you leveraged your family for your businesses? Like, you have uh, aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff like working in your businesses. Uh, how, how, do, how do you how do you involve your family in what you do? Um, it's th- They kind
1: of got involved after the fact. Like, I didn't force them to do it, you know? So, (laughs) but I, it was kind of like an invite, you know? Like, I needed help, and my mom's always been there for me, and she was just kind of like, Well, if you need help, that's cool. I, you know, I got this other stuff going on, but, and she's retired, so she gets a paycheck. So she's, but, but she's like, Oh, I'll help you with that. She can't sit still. (laughs) I'll help you with that, yeah. And so, you know, she's become like this, um, she's like the website administrator, and all, she does all this technical stuff for me. So she got involved early. And then my stepdad, he retired from uh, the county of Riverside and he's very structured and you know, he worked for the government too, so it's kind of a hurry up and wait when you work for the
2: government. My wife's family lives in Norco.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's uh, right right, right there. there, yeah. And so he came out and I, I needed help with running one of my companies because I, did, I, I, have, I can't sit still and I can't do repetitive tasks either. I really <laughs> suck at doing repetitive tasks. We talked about uh, doing, knowing what you're not good at. I am not good at doing repetitive tasks. I'm not good at. like taking um, my employees and doing monthly reviews because I hate doing the same thing over and over again (laughs) and hate having the same conversation over and over again. So he stepped into that company and the company is doing fantastic right now. And he's just really done well with that so that he works for me. My mom works for me. My uh, wife works for me. And so uh, pretty much anybody that's in the, in the Phoenix metropolitan area, that's a part of my family. They all work for me. I need to go (laughs) work for him too.
2: sounds like fun. Wow, that's cool, man! Uh, I always love it when people get their family involved in, in their ventures, and it's also one of the reasons why I uh, have been at Voice America for so long. Uh, my wife is the accounting controller here. Uh, I'm the VP of operations. I work with um, a, a guy who I knew before this business even started. We worked in radio together here locally at uh, at an AM station, uh, and then for a time he had his uh, his his family working here. Our CFO's son is the helper for the radio show, and in turn Harry does that. So. I, it's another one of the reasons why Voice America has been, uh, you know, kind of the best kept secret in Internet and digital media. Uh, we don't we don't really go out there and, you know, hit the streets like a, uh, you know, like a, a big dot com company would do marketing. We kind of um, do marketing by way of word of mouth and osmosis and uh, because it helps us to always work with the right people. Right. Rather than forcing uh, marketing to get customers that may not be the right people fit for your business if you know what I mean
1: yeah absolutely I know what you mean it's kind of (laughs) odd that you said your wife works here as accountant now I know why you've worked here so long there's like (laughs) (laughs) is there money flowing there (laughs) no no no
2: I'm just kidding with you no Uh, so as you're you're working on your businesses you said you had two that were good and two that were not so good Uh, is that correct uh, yeah, so I two of them. One of them went bankrupt quite a
1: while ago. You know, I, I, I did that. that was a long time ago. Um, my uh, th- the computer repair company. I think I sold it for like a thousand dollars. It wasn't like a big you know venture, but I I, I could just say I sold it. Though, so it sounds much better. But I didn't sell it for a lot of money. I kind of like I knew that I was selling my time, and I looked at it and I said this isn't going anywhere. It had served its perfect purpose. So I was kind of like well, I'm going to get out of this because I don't want to fix computers plus computer Computers were becoming so cheap; it was cheaper to replace it yeah. than it was to
2: actually fix it. So, which business are you operating right now? That's—is um, uh, it the one you said your stepdad was running?
1: So, my stepdad runs MobileFuse.com. Um, it's a paper call CPA network, which means that we get like a commission for um, producing. Calls for companies, and so we do Google search. Uh, People look for a product or service on Google, and um, they do. They they help uh, focus those calls. Provide all the accounting. They provide the uh, the kind of services for the affiliates. I also own Quojin, which is actually a publishing company, and so that one does. paper call in the health insurance space. Okay, cool. And that one's, uh, it's it's not growing, it's kind of sitting stagnant,
2: so that's what's led me to create this uh, new adventure, Patriot Supreme. Nice. So uh, Patriot Supreme, we'll get into that uh, a little bit more. We're going to take a quick commercial break. But before I go to commercial break, I want to talk about two things. Number one, um, there's a really cool initiative that I I want everybody to follow online. It's called the Random Act of Kindness. Uh, Our audio engineer, Aaron, who kind of started this uh, a couple of years ago, uh, it's been really cool. I'm seeing pictures online of, you know, random people pulling over and helping a stranger change a tire, you know, push a car out of the intersection. You know, some of these kind of things that uh, may seem minute to you, but I can tell you the woman who was 80 years old who couldn't push her own car was extremely happy that somebody got out of their car and helped her to get it out of the intersection. So I want to implore all of you guys to... Capture all of your random act of kindnesses, put them on social media with hashtag random AOK initiative. Again, that's hashtag random AOK initiative and show your random act of kindness. And then, number two, uh, I know this is a big one for you uh, Veterans of Foreign Wars Day is coming up uh, on Sunday, the 29th. Um, so I implore all of you guys to go visit your local VFW, buy a beer, and tell the guys thank you, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for your service and, you know, even the family members too, because. Yeah. There's a lot of people that, you know, were killed in action and killed in action and um, their families, you know, they're a part of that. And they made the ultimate sacrifice. So sure definitely did. giving back to them. Thanks uh, thanks for those people that uh, had maybe one of their spouses or
2: parents um, gave the ultimate sacrifice. Thank you for their service. Yeah, absolutely. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about Patriot Supreme right here on Finding Your Frequency.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though, so this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune into The Revolution with Jim and Trav this week as the boys chat effective big-game
1: calipers and cartridges, early-season field care, over-the-counter public land strategies, and some catfishing.
0: Joining us is Stan Potts of Whitetail Explorer and North American Whitetail TV, Eric Rice from Sticky Holsters, and our very own Kansas Catman, Cat Daddy. The Revolution's Guns and Deer discussion
1: is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: Join Voice America and host Alex Fullick for the DRJ Fall 2019 in Phoenix at the JW Marriott Desert Ridge as we broadcast live Monday, September 30th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. The topics of the event are innovations in managing risk and resiliency. This is part of a three-day event featuring the top industry experts designed to keep your organization at the forefront of risk management. For more information, visit drj.com forward slash fall 2019 or join us live on voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. voiceamerica.com
0: You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788.
2: That's right. You guys heard the phone number 866-472-5788. If you have any questions for Justin want to you know talk about uh, entrepreneurship or maybe get a little uh, piece of advice from him, uh, feel free to call in. We'd love to take your call on the air. And of course, if you're listening on your favorite pod service, whether it be Apple, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, or the other umpteen number of places that the show is, please make sure that you like it, you share it, and then secondarily rate us five stars because that's way better than four, right? Five stars general has much more power than a four-star general, so I want to get five-star ratings uh, all across the board if possible. Uh, and then please follow us all over social media at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2, and of course the website at FindingYourFrequency.net. We're here, right here on Finding Your Frequency Fridays on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're talking to Justin Ellenberg, serial entrepreneur, about five businesses that he's uh, he's been building. Uh, four businesses he's built and a fifth one that's... Uh, On its way, we kind of uh, started alluding to the new company called Patriot Supreme just before the commercial break. So, uh, Justin, why don't you tell us what is Patriot Supreme?
1: It's uh, a CBD brand, and so... Uh, just to kind of back up the story to talk about I guess how it came about yeah but um, it, it, we sell CBD products and first we're, we're, we're selling a CBD tincture and what I found was um, that it helped with uh, anxiety and uh, uh, you know being a business owner there's no possible way you could have a financial anxiety nobody knows what that's like no right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the the um, I, I kind of found out about CBD through friends of friends and and old uh, like an ex-business partner actually told me about it too and I was kind of like intrigued and kind of, you know, for me it was like eh, another snake oil thing or something and I was kind of like, well, what are people selling this for? Well, when I found out my mom was taking it, that was like, Wait a second, my mom's taking something like some marijuana drops or something <laughs> like that. And so it was kind of like, uh, I, I started learning. So I was like, okay, I started doing research and I started researching all about what it does and how it works and who's taking it. I started asking my employees and they were like, yeah, I asked my mom about it and he, she said, like, her and her seven friends all take it. And so I, at that <laughs> point, I was like, wow, there's really something to this. And so I, I got some from, uh, you know, I got a hold of some and I was like, this really works. You you know you take a couple drops, you put it on your tongue, and it's not like you, you you smoked a joint or something. Not that I would ever do that, but if uh, if you did, it doesn't give you that kind of like paranoia. It kind of gives you that relaxation without the paranoia. And so, I went on the hunt for finding what the different types were and the different brands and different all, all the different stuff out there. And what I wanted to do was bring CBD to veterans and to the heroes that support veterans. And, and so I made Patriot Supreme. That's really what it's about is it's by veterans
2: in support of heroes. That's awesome. So how did, when did, so you obviously knew that like you know the mom and the friends and everybody were using it you tried it for yourself but you know as you know with a business and you start to create value what are you what are you doing now to position yourself in the in in the space because it seems like there's a cbd something or other popping up you know every day like I, I go to Circle K to buy a polar pop in them, you know or whatever, and get it to iced tea and they' they sell CBD at Circle K.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to you know local shops and actually inquiring about like how they make the difference and what they what they do and how they like, what makes one better than the other? And, and that's a lot. A lot of people have those questions about it right now. And so we're putting more and more education into our website, more and more education trying to educate consumers. And we're, we're educating ourselves, too. I'm no mm. product expert by any means. But what I've had to do is research how CBD is created, how CBD is refined. And so what they do, what we're doing different is we're doing a triple certification. We've actually, when we get our CBD, we take it out and we actually have three different labs test it and we put that what's called a certificate of authenticity on our website so that users can actually see what is in the product that they're taking and on the box we put a QR code that directs that takes consumers directly to that page so they can see what is this thing that I'm that I'm getting are you you look on Amazon and you can find
2: material safety sheet, right?
1: Right, right. Well, exactly. And it's, there's no, there's not any regulation in this industry, which is kind of scary because people are just promoting anything. And there's actually like three different, there's an isolate and a full spectrum and a broad spectrum. And we have an article on our website that really taught, I won't go into the real details here, but um, (laughs) finding out that difference and what it does and, and testing the products. I'm trying to educate people without actually making any claims. Like I can say it helped me, but I can't say it's going to help you because it's not, it's not a medicine. It's just a supplement at this point. And so there's a lot of regulatory, uh, regulation around it. And so I'm trying to stay on the compliant like we talked about earlier, right? Yeah, like, compliant a, like you can't sell it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. So Amazon they sell hemp oil. Like, like, you know, they hemp oil they but, hide it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah.
2: They they it is one thing, but then they label yeah. it something else so they can, you know, so pass t- the terms of service. <laughs> so we're
1: trying to differentiate ourselves in providing that certificate of authenticity and actually having three of them, not just one, but three independent labs on each product testing it and putting it out there to the public so it's a little more expensive to do that, which makes our product a little more expensive, but that's just one, that's like one component of it. The other component of really making ourselves different is our hero program. What we're trying to do is get this to veterans and not all veterans have money, you know, like most of them lived on, especially disabled veterans, they live on that small little tiny (coughs) amount of money that the government gives them. And so we created a hero program. So if somebody comes in and buys a product in our product, there's an insert, and we give away. You can choose a hero of your choosing. They don't have to be a veteran, but you choose a hero, tell a little story, do a little picture, and then we give that person a free product. No credit card, no nothing required. We're going to give that away, and we'll do that program until either I run out of money or until this, <laughs> brand, this
2: brand does really good. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I think that's that's smart and 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 really, you know, helping kind of pay it forward for some folks and. You know, one question really rises to my mind when I think about the industry that you're in. How has the farm bill and that new enacting of uh, the ability to grow hemp, how has that helped your business?
1: I wouldn't consider myself an expert on the farm bill itself, but what I paid attention to, that came out earlier this year, right? And they're Mm -hmm. saying, okay, now you can grow it. Now you can move it. Now you can do these things. But the DEA still has marijuana classified as a class one substance. And so... The, the clarity isn't there for whether or not CBD is, is, a, is marijuana or isn't. It doesn't have THC in it, but there's not a lot of clarity on what can be done. And from state to state, there's still all these laws on what... Is legal and what isn't legal when it comes to CBD. So this whole gray area right now is being worked out with the government. And I think over the next two years, we're going to see a lot more clarity on what can be sold, what can't be sold, what needs to be in it. But right now, CBD from at least in the Arizona can be sold anywhere, you know, and as long as it has 0.3% or less of THC, it's not considered illegal by
2: the federal law, by the Farm Bill law. Ah, that's interesting stuff to know. I was reading an article. There was like a a truck full of hemp that was traveling from like one state into Idaho or something like that. And the state trooper pulls it over and it's like, dude, this whole entire truck smells. And, you know, the... This is where the gray area comes along, where there needs to be some clarity. Well, the, the police officer like, has no idea what's going on. And the truck driver's like, I have all my paperwork, farm bill, all this. I'm allowed to travel from one place to the other. And he goes, oh, not in Idaho. You're not,
0: you know, (laughs) so
2: then, yeah, ultimately the poor truck driver gets arrested and uh, he spends like six days in jail for them to just let him out to go and do that. And then, you know, his product was all tampered with and all that stuff since then. So, yeah, I I agree. There definitely needs to be some clarity because uh, I think there's a lot of stuff that can be derived from hemp that can help out, uh, you know, everything, you know, from, plastic grocery bags to clothing, you know, all all those kind of things I think would be helpful.
1: It's an amazingly beneficial plant. And there's, you know, people make sandals and shoes and clothes and everything out of it. And um, it, 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 I wouldn't call it the miracle plant or anything. And I can't really say (laughs) that it, that it helps with pain or arthritis, but I could say that my mom takes it and she has found that her pain is relieved from it. And so I think that there's something to that. And if my own mom is out there and other moms are out there saying, Wow, this helps and the people that I meet, every time I meet somebody that that's taken it, they're saying, Wow, you know, I really like it, it really helps me, I rub it on, or they're using a, you know, a topical or whatever, and they're saying that it helps them. There's something to that. And until I, I think the big challenge with some of that is the big pharma guys, you know, they're making billions of dollars selling Zoloft and Xanax and whatever else it is that and that's legal to sell, but you know, the other stuff might not be, isn't really clear. Until they make money, that I think it'll
2: be clear. Yeah, and I think that's always been just kind of a challenge from any kind of uh productization even thinking back to like the way prohibition was you know you had these gangsters running around with all kinds of liquor and stuff and making stuff in tubs and all that you know because alcohol was illegal and then the government goes oh okay we're gonna make it legal and then when they make it legal what happens boom you have uh beer on every corner of the street now you can get it anywhere right but it's such a highly uh you know, there's a magnifying glass on the industry. You can't, uh, you can't, I, I can't make uh, rum in my backyard. Like that's illegal. Like the ATF will come to my house and be like, sorry, dude, you can't make rum at your house, but it's okay. If I have a, a little, you know, hobbyist micro brew beer kit. Right. And that's just because the larger companies have came in on, uh, on in, in that scenario and kind of gobbled up everything, um, and made it really hard for anybody to break into the space. Like you're not seeing new, beer makers you're not seeing a whole lot of new you know whiskey or those types of things that are coming onto the market and that's my fear for this industry as it starts to grow, whether it be marijuana based or hemp based or CBD or whatever it is, it's so new as it starts to grow. Um, you know, you, you run into these huge other companies that are like, oh, I want to make money too. And they start shutting down all the little ones. They start enacting regulations that some people can't follow. And so I feel like that is the biggest challenge for this new industry that's kind of emerging. And, how do we how do we go about making sure that that doesn't happen or how do we navigate that or um, or strike first and make enough money that it doesn't matter?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it's gonna be a ch- it's it, it's gonna be a challenge like you know when the government gets involved in anything, it gets really messy and in the beginning of, of them trying to make things right. Sometimes they go overkill and and make it like every time. (laughs) 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 I don't want to be, I don't want to speak bad about the people that employed me at one time, but uh, yeah, (laughs) it, 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 it will get bad. It will get bad. We have to kind of self-regulate and try and do the best we can. And that's what we're trying to do is like educate the consumer before they purchase something. That way they're not just going out there and buying anything from Amazon or wherever and just saying, okay, I'll just take whatever because we don't know some of that stuff. You have no idea what's in it. Um, the, the self-regulation will have to happen, but I, it's as with when money's there, people are going to do what they do. They're going to build it out of their bathtub. And, and so when the government steps in, it's a good and a bad thing. You don't get to make whiskey at home because you can, make yourself blind by doing it wrong. Right. And so that's one reason that they do it. But on the other side, it is kind of overregulated. If you're making it for your own consumption it's yours. That's your own risk and should be your own risk that you yeah, take. And, the,
2: and, that, and that's where I'm afraid of. And uh, I talked to friends who live in California, right, where, where marijuana is recreational legalized. Right. So that means that, you know, if I want to grow some pot plants in my backyard or whatever for my own personal use, it's totally legal in that state. Obviously, I know there's a federal component of it, but you have these businesses who have opened up these pot shops all over town who are, you know, trying to sell as a, like a retail location. And, you know, then California is supposed to be getting tax dollars out of it and out of those pieces and taxing and all that. But if I'm growing, if I'm growing a couple of plants in my backyard for personal consumption and um, I'm giving them to my neighbor or whatever, um, so there's this transaction that's now happening that's perfectly legal, but the state of California is not getting any tax revenue off of that. And so now you have... These these people that are literally going around through all parts of California and doing like smash and grabs on people's personal little grows that they have going on for their themselves, whether it be two, four, five, ten, whatever plants that they have. Um, and they're not arresting anybody. They're just going in there. Um, you know, it'll be the local sheriff's office or whatever. The, the federal government has been assisting and funding some of this. And it's all about. California wanting to make sure that they tax every you know every stick of marijuana that comes out um, because of, of its legalization and the recreational bill that's passed and so now you have all these people who are doing things completely legally getting their whole lives all smashed up and people taking their stuff um, not getting arrested thank God because you can't really arrest them but this is what's happening in that industry in California and it's it, this is kind of the part where I feel that uh, I don't know how we as small businesses can stop stuff like that when our own government is doing things like that.
1: Well, as an entrepreneur, we kind of like just go and we keep moving keep forward coming. and we keep paying attention to things and try and do the best build we can with what we have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> build the <a> wall. <laughs> build the wall. Well, I, you know, I have a uh, disabled veteran certified business, uh, but I don't do any construction, but I'd love to help build the wall <laughs> to give me some of that billions of dollars that <laughs> yeah. they're putting towards it. But I, I, you know, not to speak bad about California, but I left there because, you know, it was one of part of the decision when I decided to not grow up in California. Well, one was traffic, but two was... <laughs> like every they make a law for everything and you're not allowed to do anything but they did legalize you know marijuana so that was kind of a good they they seem to be the leaders in that whole marijuana them in Colorado seem to be the leaders in that whole um making marijuana right and kind of like trying to figure out the the ways to give it to the people without making it uh bad kind of like you know liquor is 21 and over, right? And so it kind of like has to, it's going to have to fester and they're going to have to figure it out and keep working towards that.
2: Yeah, they definitely do. I know that coming up on the next election cycle here in Arizona, it'll be on the ballot again. Um, It almost passed the last time that it was uh, on the ballot here in Arizona. It didn't pass. Thank God it didn't because the bill was written so bad, it would have been the worst like regulated you know you can't polish a turd, right? Kind of <laughs> yeah. kind of problem. Um, and so hopefully they're rewriting it properly because I, I actually voted against it, and I'm a I'm a full on you know marijuana advocate, but um, I I voted against it just because it was poorly written. Uh, and, and and I hope that I hope that Arizona gets to a point where they can do th- the do that in in the right way because California they screwed a few things up uh, like like they, they usually do.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: That's so, the government. So as you're as you're getting ready to launch the uh, the Patriot Supreme, how are you how are you leveraging some knowledge from your other internet businesses and things that you've done to help uh, springboard the new brand for for Patriot Supreme? So one thing is I'm trying to provide education like that. That's
1: a piece of it, you know, is educate the consumer because it, it, it is a sea of like lost. Uh, you know, information out there for CBD. There are some great websites. Uh, there is some great information out there that, that uh, can be obtained. The the th- using my history, uh, what I know is internet marketing. So I'm trying to take the brand internet marketing and and really becoming an e-commerce expert, increasing the conversion rates and looking at how who the people are that are using it, what they're using it for, writing to that, you know, without actually crossing the line, I can't say it's going to cure your anxiety, right? Like, but I could say that it helped with my anxiety and tell my story. So that's my piece is if I share my story, maybe my mom's story and some of these stories that other people are giving me and get this in people's hands, which is why one of the reasons, you know, I want to give back, but the hero program is not just, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I've got to make money at some point. Right. And so the hero program is also giving people, giving this and getting this in the people's hands that actually could use it and can help their lives. And then getting that feedback from the great marketing. Think, yeah, and it's great <laughs> marketing. I mean that's yeah. that's kind of the point, right? And so right now we're kind of like putting together a, a subscription program to where we're gonna like give A big discount up front if you subscribe to it and I want to provide great customer service. So looking at other brands, looking at what's happening and and really positioning myself, uh, the company as here, here's this product. Here's the information about it. Here's how it helps or here's how we think it might help. And, you know, make your own decision on that. And that's really what the Internet is about is like. People go out there and want to find information, right? You type in the Google machine is what we call it at work. Like, that's <laughs> the machine. Google machine. Huh? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. That's the Google machine. So you go to the Google machine and you figure out, well, how does CBD work? And and you, and you so we're trying to get to that point where we can answer those questions for people. And then also social media. I mean, like being on radio is a, is a piece of this. Being yeah. out there in the community talking about my story. Putting pictures out there. I'm using my race team as a piece of it. I, I do. I race UTVs in Baja, so we're going to stick the stickers on the side of the car and hopefully <laughs> go win some races and and get it out there through that also. for pain
2: powered race machine. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, I, I know. I know. You, when are you? When are you launching this company? Uh, when, when does the? When does everything go
1: live? So officially October 1st is our launch date. You can actually place an order right now. So on like the Tuesday. Wednesday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Tuesday, I know. It's like so close. I'm like, hey, are we got everything ready? And and as an entrepreneur, I'm like, okay, this isn't ready. That isn't ready. This
2: isn't ready. But sometimes you just got to go and you just got to keep pushing forward. It's not perfect, I'll admit. So on the website's available now, right, PatriotSupreme.com. You can go there, find out some information, all that?
1: Yep. Yep. We've got a couple of articles up there. We've got the COAs up there for, you know, doing the research. We've, uh, the order cart is there. So you could place an order um, and, you know, we're ready for launch and we've got Lots of inventory sitting on the shelves. So we're kind of putting together promotions and, and, uh, so keep an eye
2: on the Facebook because we're going to give some away too. And is that just patriots at Facebook.com forward slash Patriot Supreme? That's it. Yep. <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Cheater. Ah, that's what I do. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> you got to do a little research before you do an interview, right? Heck yeah. Well, man, Justin, it's been a, a whirlwind. We've already been yapping for like an hour. Wow, that doesn't seem like an hour. Oh, no, it doesn't. Does it seem like an hour to you, Harry? No, no. Harry always sits in the shows and listens and helps uh, curate some notes so that way we can provide all the iTunes subscribers a proper description of what we talked about. So kudos to you. Shout out, Harry. We like it. Shout out to Harry. So guys, I really appreciate everybody tuning in. Go check out the website, PatriotSupreme.com. Justin, thank you for coming into the studio and telling me. your story, man. I, I absolutely appreciate it. This is, this is uh, undoubtedly exactly what it's like when we talk about finding your frequency. You know, uh, starting in point A and moving to the next phase of your life and then moving on to several other phases. And now here you are, you've had successful businesses um, and now you're moving on to another one in a new and emerging industry that's brand new, um, that's only probably probably been around for like a year. Yeah, it's been around for a while, surprisingly. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean I mean, commercially around yeah, for yeah, a year. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, uh, it's only
1: been legal for a little while. <laughs> right, right. Uh,
2: I've, I've been using CBD for a long time. Um, as a, like I told you, I'm a huge proponent of medical marijuana. So, um, as soon as the medical marijuana program kicked in here in Arizona, I was right there in line to go get my card. Um, I had some debilitating injuries, uh, from, from, uh, some military stuff as well. So easily got my card and all that. And so I've been using CBD. So I'm definitely, uh, a testament to know that CBD does work. Um, definitely helps with my inflammation. I probably wouldn't be able to get out of bed in the morning without having a little CBD for the inflammation that happens in my back. So, uh, I appreciate the CBD and all that it does for me you guys make sure that you go check us out on, on itunes TuneIn, stitcher spotify all of your all of your favorite places uh, like subscribe share social media all that stuff i'll have a new video from this uh, up on youtube for those of you who like to consume podcasts on youtube that still blows my mind <laughs> let's watch a video of audio <laughs> anyways if you do listen on uh, youtube thank you i appreciate all the listeners and of course make sure you um, give us five stars instead of four because we like that uh and then on uh, on on Sunday VFW Day again. Make sure you go to your local VFW. They are all over the place here in Arizona. There's there's all kinds of people that, that go to VFWs, and uh, you know you don't have to be a veteran to go to a VFW. You can walk in there. You can say hello, thank a veteran for their service, uh, buy them a beer. They would, they would much appreciate that. Can,
1: can I tell a story about that oh, one time? Do it. Do it. We, got, so, we got two minutes. So, so I have veteran license plates on my truck, and and they're disabled veteran. I had a motorcycle guy pull up next to me. I'm at a light. He taps on my window, and I'm thinking, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> I roll down the window like part of the way, and he goes, thank you for your service. And he shake, I rolled down my window the rest of the way. He shakes my hand, and he takes off, and I was like, wow, that was awesome
2: awesome like good feeling that's almost like hashtag random AOK initiative like random act of kindness so definitely this weekend when you guys are out and about i'm gonna be at the cardinals game on sunday during vfw day um they're inducting uh 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 carson palmer into the ring of honor i'm a big cardinals fan so it'll be a great day there'll be a lot of veterans there it's a a veteran themed uh 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 game this week so it'll be fantastic so go out and think a vet today for sure you're tuned in to finding your frequency right here on voice america the leader in live internet talk radio we'll talk to you guys next week right here on finding your frequency